You know, as God has has put this specifically, really embracing um, the Jewish part of my Christianity. Mm-hmm. It's not separate. Mm-mm. I'm the one that's grafted in. But it really gives a depth, mm-hmm. not to make us closer to God necessarily because of our own works or knowledge, but because he wants to be so close to us. He wants to reveal himself like Ray's talking about. He wants to commune with us. Mm-hmm. And we just miss out if we don't mm-hmm. understand these things. One of the ways Leanne and I have grown closer together in the five years we've been married, it's about two and a half years ago. When you said, uh, it's about time we go back and take a look at your mm-hmm. Judaism, mm-hmm. which I had, which I had left go of, mm. I, I thought. Sure. You know, cause, cause it was such a stark contrast. <laughs> yes. Uh, from September 25th, 2006, blaspheming Jewish atheist to September 26th, 2006, lover of Jesus. Wow. <laughs> and... And that was it for me. <laughs> That's a stark contrast right there. <laughs> yeah. So when Leanna said, let's take a look at this Judaism and let's celebrate Passover. And it was Leanna's impetus to create the Passover for us two years ago. Mm-hmm. And and then now with the teaching uh, of the last couple of years that you've brought, wow. It's Victory 91.5. It's another... Special edition of Rise and Stein. Ray Haynes is here teaching on Passover. It's all posted at the Facebook pages. So these next few uh, segments, I think we have four or five more, are probably the most, to me, the most interesting because mm-hmm. you're now, you're now Passover is over, mm-hmm. and you're now working your way to the grave and out of the grave. Mm-hmm. And this one is the fifth cup. Now, I know he said there's four cups, but in reality, there's actually a fifth cup. It's the cup of Elijah, and it's called the silent cup. You don't mm-hmm. drink it, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a special place at the table is set for Elijah. But it's got to be the most interesting, fascinating, um, if you love symbolism and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff, for the Jews, this this piece right here is... Um, uh, it's just that one more moment where God's going, seriously, come on, focus, focus with me, focus, people. So they're looking for the Messiah. They're waiting for Elijah to return. Mm-hmm. And who should be born on Passover? They know it has something to do with Passover. And so who should be born on Passover but John, John the Baptist? John the Baptist. <laughs> so he's out in the desert preaching. And so why are they paying attention to this guy? He's born on Passover. That's what he's supposed to be. Hmm. So they go ask him, so are you Elijah? And they're, they're trying so hard to figure it out. And But he's focusing on Jesus, and they hate Jesus. They're going, I don't know. So you got this fifth cup. And it's interesting, you read John 19, later knowing that everything had now been finished so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. So again, he's he's dying on a cross, working prophecy. <laughs> I love how focused do you get? Knowing is, okay, what's my next thing to do? Oh yeah, I'm thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, lifted it to Jesus' lips when he had received the drink. Most, that's, there's different translations of it, but basically he doesn't drink it, but they put it up to his mouth and that kind of thing. He said, it is finished, Mm -hmm. and that he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. So Mm -hmm. 
that's kind of a significant part because remember you're in transition here so jesus left the passover along with the disciples after the fourth cup right. sing him and so he's near the fourth the fifth cup but he never they don't touch it they don't drink it so the closest he ever gets is on the cross with this whole vinegar cup going on here but how he interacts with it is is interesting at the very least elijah was one of the few people that didn't die but was taken by god to heaven so we likewise are waiting that possibility of rapture so for that part in the Passover, you literally go out and you open the door to see if Elijah's there. You're waiting yeah. for him. So, and he's born on Passover, John the Baptist. But they'll they just close the door on John the Baptist, and so they're still looking. Nope, nope, we don't like that one. So we're waiting for someone else to tell us the the Messiah is coming. Never mind that three hundred some prophecies have been fulfilled by Jesus. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're waiting for someone a little bit better. And here's what he said. I'll send you the prophet Elijah before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. Now, this is massive scripture because it's, it's for the future, but it's also on that cross. This is, I'm sending you Elijah. So there's this little tie-in, this weird kind of a tie-in with this fifth cup that's untouched. Him on the cross, he doesn't really take the vinegar. It's this Elijah thing going on. And he says, you know, before this great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. So it's a cross, absolutely dreadful. It's a cross, absolutely great. Hmm. When he returns to us, when there's judgment and destruction and the saving of us, it's great. Oh, it's it's dreadful too, because mm -hmm. the world is lost, those who haven't come. So he'll turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. It's Malachi. And you can recall Jesus saying of John the Baptist, for all the prophets in the law prophesied until John, if you're willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who was to come. He was ears, let him hear. Now, John the Baptist, obviously, he's born around Passover. You know that because you can go into Luke 1 and they kind of walk it down with his father, Zechariah, who was the division of Abijah, would have placed him in the temple. They, they took turns. And so he's in the temple through the 10th week due to the Feast of Weeks, that's what we know as Pentecost, when he would have spoken with the angel, he would have remained away from his wife for an additional two weeks due to the laws of separation. And here's what the scripture says, when his time of service was ended, went home. After those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived. For five months, she remained in seclusion. She said, this is what the Lord has done for me when he looked favorably on me, took away the disgrace I've endured among my people. Mm. You go forward to the months, that puts you him born at Passover. So... Jesus would have born, been born six months later, so you can take your pick of the feast. I Is it uh, during the fall feast? I would say the first is Rosh Hashanah, but people argue over that one, but that's just my opinion. So at this point, the Seder customarily ends, and everybody says, next year in, in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And oftentimes as Christians, we pray the, the blessing. I don't know if the Jewish homes do this or the other, but may the Lord bless you and protect you. Yes. Deal kindly and gracious with, with you and mm -hmm. bestow his favor upon you and grant you peace. Mm -hmm. And at that point, the uh, Passover ends. And you can just sit and talk and have fun. But, of course, it doesn't really end. Or next time, when we come back for this next break, we're going to jump into what I think is the most exciting, most fascinating part of this entire deal. And that's working to the Feast of First Fruits mm. and the stuff you've probably never heard before. We'll jump in. Cliffhanger.